balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've got a seven-year-old and I'm a 47-year-old and he's just learning to skateboard and I was a skateboarder since 1980. He had been begging me all week to prove to him that I could do a kickflip because he really hasn't seen daddy be an active guy. You know, I do all that at work and when I come home, I'm exhausted. This weekend, I had to haul a whole bunch of pallets to the back of the house because I was using them for projects and stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm outside skateboarding with my son and I'm doing kickflips and other tricks I haven't done in 20 years. And I'm like, this isn't me. This is who I used to be, but this isn't me. Maybe I need to change my language now. You know, this is me. What I have been for a while has not been the real me. So it's amazing what the body can do when it's fed the right thing, you know. It just can heal itself. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code KATE. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this Cyber Symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word KATE, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. When you realize that mainstream media has sold you a box of rocks, it's time to tune into the Kate Daly Show, America's newest addiction. The show starts now. The truth hurts, doesn't it, Habsburg? Oh, sure. Maybe not as much as jumping on a bicycle with a seat missing, but it hurts. Kate Daly Show live today. What can I say? And I have some uh, I have some wonderful people uh, joining me in this hour as well. And so, of course, um, I hope you caught the Alex Jones show. I just did that show before this show, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And I also have Jonathan Dunn here from Ireland. We used to do shows uh, together. On um, We used to do shows for the Blaze, not together, but for the Blaze. And uh, he has a great message. We'll be talking to him on the show as well. Hi, Jonathan. Hey, how are you? And uh, he's acting as my co-host this hour. And, uh, of course, we we have Chris Ann Hall, the constitutional attorney and expert. And so welcome, Chris Ann. Chris Ann, you were even on Jonathan's show. I know, man. Jonathan Dunn. This is like a 
right? It is like a reunion. I love it. Um, A lot of fun. And Jonathan's great. You're great. I'm just a really lucky girl to be able to, uh, I should say woman now. I am older. Um, But uh, lucky woman to be able to uh, be blessed with so many people around me. So, Chrisanne, I'm sure you're hearing about the King's Dictate as he opened the scroll and let us know what would be happening to our bodies um, as far as uh, over 100 uh, employees, uh, the uh, federal employees, what's going to be happening to them. I just got to get your two cents on uh, on what they, they think they're going to roll out. Well, okay, so you know that I am Chief Counsel for Liberty First Legal, right? Yes. And we have just been completely inundated with cases like this. As a matter of fact, I can't, I mean, I can't tell you a lot because it's, a lot of this is confidential, but uh, I can tell you that we are working on a very major case um, regarding the mandatory vaccinations. Mm. So I am at this moment uh, steeped in this, in the law and, and in the regulations and all of this about these mandates. Mm. And so what we we really have to understand is a dynamic with this particular administration right and that dynamic dynamic being this they believe they're above the law Mm -hmm. they believe that the law that the rules they write do not apply to them if they can proffer to the people a good enough an excuse why they need to overturn them right Mm -hmm. because they don't have to follow the fda they don't have to follow the USDA, but, you know, the Amish farmer who makes this salve out of chickweed can go to prison because the FDA doesn't like his label, right? right? So it's always these rules for thee, but not for me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing, and I know your long-term listeners will have heard this a hundred times from me. The Bill of Rights in the U.S. Constitution and in the state constitutions are there to protect you from government acts, not from private business. So for the government under the executive branch of the United States to tell government employees who are private citizens Mm -hmm. that they have to inject themselves with certain drugs or uh, take certain vaccinations, then they're violating long-standing principles, especially if they do not recognize religious exemptions from these vaccinations. Mm. So that's that's first and foremost. For me, you know, as a civil rights attorney, Title VII in this cannot be avoided by the President of the United States. Right. So either the President of the United States and the executive branch follows Title VII, which is the Civil Rights Act of 1964, by the way. Mm-hmm. They either follow it or they shut the heck up about it. And stop telling the states how to hold elections, okay? Because you can't pick and choose. You either follow the law or you don't follow the law. Right. And the American people have got to have their fill of laws for us and not for them. Because this is, to, to be honest with you, Kate, this is, ex- this is one of the initial precursors. And I mean a 1760 precursor of why our founders had enough with the British government. Laws being created by people 
who are not forced to follow the laws they create. That is actually absence of legislation through representation. Yeah. So what do you think happens next? What happens next in this? What do what 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 will we do? What do people do? What do uh, what do people do? You know, Kate. It's this is this is always the right the question of the day. Right? <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, I know exactly what the people should do. Uh-huh. The question is, will the people do what they need to do? Right. Right. And that's that's what we've been talking about now for eleven years. Okay, and on your show in five years now. Mm-hmm. What we should do is take back control of our government. Right. What we need to do is take back control of our government. Right. Uh, we need to get educated so we can take back control of our government and understand the simplicity of taking back control of our government. Now, I will repeat. Notice I said it was simple. I did not say it was easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's Because so- we've allowed government to operate unchecked right. for a century or I more, yeah. probably yeah. since 170 years, right. unchecked. You're so right. they resent anything that we do and resist anything that we say. So it's going to take tenacity, it's going to take courage, it's going to take resolve, it's going to take people uniting together under mm-hmm. the principles of liberty in the power that they have as the people of the government. Remember, we are the creators of government. Government is not the controllers of the people. That's right. where we got this all split backwards. So we've got to stick with it. We've got to be united in this, and we've got to see it all the way through to the end, which means we've got to have a long-term vision. Right. No, I agree. Because anything that took 170 years to build is not going to be overturned in the next 180 days. Right. And they're going to this is going to take the states carrying out the little uh, dictatorial wishes of the federal government. And and if you and and let's hope let's hope that the states I mean, I don't know, because we've got so many bought and sold governors. I have a horrific governor um, and I live in a conservative state, but uh, it does take the states to do that. There's been some landmark cases uh, like Prig versus Pennsylvania or Prince versus U.S. that say that they cannot make a state do something right. So. So that'll be kind of oh, interesting absolutely. to see. But we don't need we don't need landmark cases, Kate. Yeah, we don't need those things. Even if the Supreme Court disagrees with us, the authority of the Constitution, by the nature of the contract that it was made, divests to the states through their people the authority to be the ultimate check and balance mm-hmm. on the federal government. Right. That's the design. If the states are not the ultimate check and balance on the federal government, then they are not states. Right. They are colonies in the federal kingdom. And so the solution, simply stated, is that the governors, the counties, the sheriffs, mm-hmm. must refuse to enforce these edicts. Right. Now, the big simple thing, you know, is a governor that says, Okay, fine. Uh, the entire state will not be bound by these edicts. And I'm just going to say that. My executive, because remember, the, the, the governor is the chief executive, and the governor can issue an executive order to the executive agencies that says, we will not enforce these laws on the state level. Right. And then it acts like a, an invisible barrier 
against the federal edicts. They just simply don't have it. The governor can say, look, the USDA, the FDA has no authority here. The uh, EPA has no authority here. We are not going to enforce these. The CDC is not even an executive agency. They don't have <laughs> right, authority here. Right. Period. And, and take over mm-hmm. their due, or I would say this, assume the duty they were created to, to be right. as a guardian of the people's rights. And then the sheriff, if the governor doesn't, can do the same thing for his county. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike Mahari wrote, uh, this captures the heart of Madison's advice in Federalist 46, a refusal to cooperate with officers of the union. And as we have seen this, this refusal to cooperate can shut down most federal programs. After all, partnerships don't work very well when half the team quits. Oh, absolutely. And it's proven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mike is, I, Mike is a friend of great respect. I know. He's got I an know. authority on this. I know. So you, you have this, this thing going on. Right, mm-hmm. which has been proven, but the media doesn't ever let you see it because the media doesn't want the people to have the proof that they are the control of government, that the states are the control of government, that the sheriff is the control. Right, because they can't sow confusion and chaos because the solution is so direct, it is so complete, and it is so simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just as simple as we will not comply. Right. And it's just as powerful as you have no power. <laughs> I love it. And those two yeah. statements, you have summed up the entire duty and role of the state, local, and sheriff's authority mm-hmm. under the U.S. Constitution and the state Constitution to be a check and balance on unconstitutionally authorized power. These are what our founders called pretended powers. Read Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution. There is absolutely no authority that rests within the president of the United States to issue these orders on the people. Amen, sister. Amen. I know that uh, Scalia wrote, Prince versus U.S. Uh, wrote uh, uh, the opinion for the majority. We held in New York that Congress cannot compel the states to enact or enforce a federal regulatory program. Um, and he went on to, you know, back that up. And I'll, I'll, maybe I'll share that after the break. But uh, I mean, honestly, you know, uh, he, he wrote the federal government may, may neither issue directives requiring the states to address particular problems nor command the state's officers or those of their political subdivisions to administer or enforce a, a federal regulatory program. And uh, we're getting handed a, fegula- a federal regulatory program of vaccination where we lose body autonomy. We lose that. We lose it all. And so this is this is the time to stand. If, if anyone's ever been wondering their whole life, this would be it. Yeah, and Scalia, even, even Scalia was confused on this matter because Scalia would have come in after that and said, but the federal government can enforce those within the state. Mm. That is absolutely and completely incorrect. Yeah. Because the federal government has no authority in the state unless that authority is granted by express permission through the written delegation of power of the Constitution or the permission of the governor and the sheriff. Yeah. Without those, Liberty. nothing is to happen. com. Chris Ann Hall with a K. Chris Ann Hall, thank you. You always amaze me. (laughs) You always amaze me. Thank you. Be right back. Don't go anywhere.